happy Easter, everyone. Strangest Easter ever, but I, I hope today you're joyful. Uh, I certainly feel a great joy today, as we all should, uh, that Jesus Christ is truly risen from the dead. So for those of you who go to Our Lady of Lords here in Denver, you know that sometimes our homilies have sponsorships. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. But I do want to thank briefly before we get to that, I want to thank our sponsors who have made the broadcasting possible. Um, so PSI, uh, Production Services International, they're awesome. They have been hugely generous in helping this happen. Uh, the Augustine Institute, uh, which does such great work in evangelization and catechesis, um, even if their president is a chump. Um, and then, he's a good friend of mine. And then lastly, I also want to thank Amazing Parish. Uh, they've really helped make this happen. They're an organization that helps uh, parishes to be better at what they do, to be more excellent. I also want to thank everyone who made this liturgy possible. Our beautiful flowers, our sacristans, our musicians, amazing. Thank you to everyone. Thank you, Father Mike. Uh, I'm just really grateful to all of you. So today's Mass is sponsored by all those people. Today's homily is sponsored by J.R.R. Tolkien and Pope Benedict XVI. And basically what that means is everything I am going to say to you today is stolen from them. So in a time of difficulty, I don't know what you're doing to pass the time. Uh, Probably those of you who are parents are like, I don't have any time. All I do is watch my kids and try to do my job and just try to make it through the day, and I don't have time. Um, if you're a celibate like Father Mike and I, we've got a little more time. Don't call me. I don't, I don't need phone calls. But I don't know what you're doing, and, and different people come up with different ways to get through this time of quarantine. One of the things out there that is an escape from the difficulty is this thing called nostalgia. And I don't know if you've done this during these days. On my mantle in the, the house where Father Mike and I live, I have a, a mantle full of pictures of the past. And I just love it. I imagine many of you have something similar in your home. And... Numerous times during our quarantine, I've caught myself just looking at those photos. Uh, and it brings joy to remember the past. There's, there's photos of Father Mike when he looked like he was about 16. I know you think he looks that way right now. He's actually about, what, 45 now? Yeah, 45. That's not true. But there's lots of that. There's when Father Mike and I were in seminary and we looked so young. There's times from my high school days uh, and my college days and family. I, there's a wonderful photo of me and my family on the day I was ordained a priest. And a natural thing that comes up in that kind of daydreaming and that nostalgia, there's this sense of, I wish I could just go back. I wish I could just go back to those days. And that, as I was praying about what to say to you all today on Easter Sunday, on this joyful day, it reminded me of the Lord of the Rings. 
And so today's first sponsorship is from J.R.R. Tolkien, who is a devout Catholic. And uh, Tolkien has this beautiful image of this idea. And if you haven't read Lord of the Rings, you can't be Catholic, so go read that. It's a wonderful book. Um, and as I always say, like, the movies, the movies are great, but why watch three, three-hour movies when you could read a thousand-page book instead? Go read the book. But in that book, at the end, after everything that's happened, and multiple times during the book, the two great heroes, right? One hero in Lord of the Rings is Frodo, but the real hero of Lord of the Rings is Sam. And Sam is nostalgic. And if you read that book, right, Sam just wants to go back to the way things were. And he misses the Shire. And who wouldn't? Right? When you read about the Shire, your heart just says, that's, that's home. Right? That's the place where there's family and there's good food and good beer and where flowers grow and where life is just full of the goodness of God. And so Sam, always his heart longs for the Shire. And after all is said and done in Lord of the Rings, Sam's going to go back. And there's a very poignant scene when Frodo has to tell Sam that he can't stay. And he says, Sam, you, you have to stay here. You have a wife and children, and you have many years ahead of you back home. But for Frodo in Lord of the Rings... He is called to the gray havens. And he can't go back. The past, the the old world where things were so good, Frodo can always remember that, but he can't return to it. And today what I want to challenge you two brothers and sisters is all of us kind of just want to go back. In our gospel, I want to show you today how the gospel is going to challenge us that after what happened on Good Friday and after what happened on Easter Sunday, as good as our past was, you and I can't go back because we're called somewhere far better. Far better. Dr. Fauci, if you've been watching him, I know one of the things he said is, you know, our world will never be the same after coronavirus. And so, you know, maybe at Mass, I don't know what will happen, but maybe at Mass, we'll no longer have the the sign of peace. Maybe we'll have the, you know, the elbow of peace. Or I was thinking this morning we could have the wink of peace. You'd just be like, wink. Something like that. I don't know. But we can't go back. Right? And we have to go forward. And here's where I want to bring in the gospel. And this is super powerful. So part two here, this is sponsored by Pope Benedict XVI. And today in our gospel, we're in John chapter 20. And John begins chapter 20, and he highlights, and he says, on the first day of the week. And we're going to come back to that. The first day of the week. Days in John's gospel are very important. But right after that, we cut off today. But in John chapter 20... There are three more scenes of the resurrection in that chapter. 
The next scene is Mary Magdalene. And Mary Magdalene comes back and she thinks that Jesus is the gardener. And when she realizes that it's Jesus, her heart floods with joy, with love. And she talks to Jesus and he says to her, Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, do not touch me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Interesting. Kind of a strange phrase. Jesus says, Mary, don't touch me. I haven't ascended yet. Well, what does that mean? And something Pope Benedict showed me that I had never seen before, that you have the next scene where Jesus appears to the apostles, to ten of the apostles. But Thomas isn't there, and neither, and Judas is gone at this point. So there's only ten. But Jesus comes and he appears to the ten, but Thomas isn't there. And so the third scene, Jesus appears to Thomas. The doors were shut, but Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not be faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And here's what I want you to see. In John 20, same chapter, same author, same section of his gospel, Jesus forbids Mary Magdalene from touching him. But he commands Thomas to do that same thing. And why is that? Why does Jesus not allow Mary Magdalene to do that? And what Pope Benedict so beautifully uh, describes in one of his Easter homilies is that if we read this carefully and closely, what John the Apostle wants us to understand is that Mary Magdalene wanted to go back. And if you can't sympathize with that, then you haven't read the Gospels closely enough. Right? Mary Magdalene, who is forgiven by Christ, who is loved in a way she has never been loved, who loses the one she loved on Good Friday. She just wants him back. And all of us can relate to that. If you were one of the disciples... You would just want Jesus back. Lord, can we go back to those days when you walked on water? Or maybe just the days where we were just together in Galilee. Can we just go back? I miss you. I love you, Jesus. And I thought I had lost you forever. And you're back. And Jesus says to Mary Magdalene, do not touch me. Because Jesus is like Frodo. We should say it the other way around. Right? Frodo is like Jesus. Jesus can't go back to the old life. He has created the new life that God raised on the third day. Thomas, on the other hand, in the same chapter, 
right? Thomas is commanded to touch Jesus. And Pope Benedict very insightfully points this out. He says, he says why, why does Jesus allow Thomas to touch his wounds? Right? And it isn't Thomas is allowed to touch, Pope Benedict says, because Jesus wants Thomas to never forget what happened on Good Friday. Here's the point, brothers and sisters. Think of Thomas the Apostle. He had witnessed the Messiah, the Son of God, and he had witnessed the depths of his love. Even though he didn't make it to the cross, he knew that the Word of God entered into silence on the cross. He always knew Jesus loved him. But there was a love now that was far greater than he could ever have imagined. And Thomas can never go back to his old life. How could you? After you had seen the love of the Son of God and his victory, his authority over death itself... How could I possibly go back to the world I once knew? For the church, the resurrection is the source of all joy. It's the source of all hope. It is the source of our life as Christians and brothers and sisters. It is the call to mission for us who believe. The resurrection is not just good news. It's a summons to mission. Because if you understand what happened today, if you understand that Jesus didn't return to a life that was merely human, Jesus rises from the dead to eternal life to the life that all of us long for, what I want in my life and what you want. And I beg you today, Easter Sunday, to pray with this. The desire of your heart that God made you for was not simply a life where it's one day after another. It's not simply a life of comfort where I wish I could be I'm nostalgic for the past and I wish that I just had my life back. And my biggest worry, right, was about whether or not my lawn looked nice. Thomas can't go back to that life. And the things that seemed important before, he knows, in the light of Easter Sunday, he knows those things no longer matter. And so do you. The life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so Thomas, the apostle, knows that he has a mission. He knows that the resurrection was not just good news. It was a summons to mission. 
that the world had been redeemed by the God who loved it. That death no longer has to keep us in fear. And I know that the deepest desires of my heart, not simply for a nice life, right? Not simply for pleasure, for entertainment, for comfort. The deepest desires of my heart that are for truth and love and for God himself, those things were fulfilled today. And so Thomas has a mission. He has a place to go. He has good news to share. He has a summons to announce that you and I are to stop living for the things we lived for before. The good news calls us to live for eternity. John, as I mentioned earlier, John starts his account of the resurrection and he points out on the first day of the week. That day, of course, is today. It's Sunday. On Sunday, God the Father in Genesis 1 called light out of darkness. Let there be light. St. Augustine, when he preaches on that in the 5th century, St. Augustine says that when God created light on the first day, it was a prophecy of the resurrection. Let there be light was not simply light, it was a prophecy that Jesus Christ today would conquer death and fear and sin. Today the Lord begins the new creation. Christians call Sunday the eighth day because Christ doesn't call us back to the old creation. He calls us to the new creation. And so brothers and sisters at home, and wherever you are today, wherever your heart's at, wherever your faith is at, you know it and I know it. You were not made for a comfortable life. You will never be fulfilled with a perfect house. You will never be fulfilled if your children behave and they do well in school and they have good jobs. Your heart will always long for more. Because God made you for eternity. And for the new creation. And he didn't just tell you you should hope for that. For that. He rose from the dead today to fill you with joy. With certain knowledge that the new creation exists. Nothing's better than that. Nothing is better when all this ends, when we're done with the coronavirus, I don't know if that will be, you know, in a week or in a, a month or a year or when. I have no idea. But I do know this. You are not called to an ordinary life. You are not called to cling to Jesus and say, Lord, I just want my life back. You are called to something far greater. And I want to leave you today with St. Augustine. That's our third sponsor of today's homily. St. Augustine, when he's, he's preaching about Psalm 32, and he talks about jubilation. 
right? What is it when, when there's jubilation? We don't use that word too often in English anymore. Augustine says, what does it mean to sing with jubilation? Have you ever had that moment? My roommate in college had a great voice. And he used to, he was a joyful person, drove me nuts because I wasn't. But he used to, he was so happy all the time. And he used to just sing. He had a good heart. And there's something about our hearts when they're filled with joy. We don't just want to say things, we want to sing. Augustine says, what does it mean to sing with jubilation? It means to be unable to express in words the song that sings to you in your heart. One more time, what does jubilation mean? It means to be unable to express in words the song that sings to you in your heart. Augustine goes on, but I want to leave it there. Brothers and sisters, today, Jesus is not risen to restore you to your old life. He is risen to restore you to heaven. Reason has words, but only the lover sings. Reason has words, but only the lover sings. Today, on Easter Sunday, whatever may come, whatever may pass in this troubling time, Christ is risen from the dead. Jesus, today you have conquered death. You have overcome sin and you have an authority over all of creation that fills those who love you with joy. Lord, today may the joy in our hearts, may it be so great that we can't even have words. But Lord, may there be jubilation in our hearts and on our lips. Praise be Jesus Christ.